If you would, turn your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 5. For our thoughts this morning. Romans chapter 5. I want to speak to you for a few minutes this morning on the subject of how paradise was lost. When you get there, stand with me, please, as we honor the Lord, as we read his word. Beginning in verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgression who is the figure of him that was to come. Let's pray. Father, thank you for another day of life. Thank you for this privilege and honor of being in your house with your people. Father, we come before you asking us, Lord, to just bless the service. May everything that we do bring honor and glory to you. Father, I pray as I preach the word of God this morning that you let me preach with boldness and authority those things you've laid upon my heart to say. And Lord, I pray that ears this morning and eyes will be receptive and above all hearts to the word this morning. Father, I pray that there's one amongst us that doesn't know Christ and the free pardon of sin, that this would be the day they receive Jesus before it's too late. Pray for myself, Lord. I pray that uh, I'll be a vessel of honor to you that you might be able to use in a mighty way. And again, I'm thankful for this privilege, being able to stand before the congregation. Lord, you've heard the prayer requests that have been spoken this morning. Those that were unspoken, you know what they are. We just seek that your blessed will be done. And again, Lord, I pray everything we do today glorifies you. For it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. In the book of Romans, you'll find the Apostle Paul is trying to tell every human that he comes across that we are all fallen. We are all sinners. Now today, you go out and you knock on a door, and Brother Gerald will probably tell you better than me. He does a lot of door knocking. But if you start talking to people and start saying, well, you understand... As a human being, you're a sinner. They bow up some. Amen? But I want you to understand, we are all sinners. Every class of every people in the world, we're sinners. If you don't believe me, pick a spot on a globe. Go to that spot pick up a newspaper or watch a news broadcast 
And I assure you, you'll find out that there's sin in the world. And the reason there's sin in the world, yes, it's by one man that has passed that nature on to us. But there's sin abroad. How else do you explain murder? How else do you explain abortion? How else do you explain robbing, homosexuality, evil? How else, how else do you explain those things? Well, according to the Word of God, the Apostle Paul in Romans, he said, Wherefore, as by one man into, sin entered into the world. Now let me stop right there. And all of you know, you've read Genesis, haven't you? God created Adam. And Adam was the representation of the human race. Understand that Adam was placed in the garden in perfect surroundings. There was no sin. Everything there was perfect. He had everything at his fingertips. Believe it or not, guys, he even had the perfect companion. Amen? He wasn't out there looking for other companionship. Because he had the right companion. That was perfect. Everything in the garden. And God said, you know what? You can do whatever you want to except one thing. I'm going to give you a command. And that is leave that fruit tree alone. But what happened? (laughs) He disobeyed, didn't he? And he partook of a fruit that God told him not to. And understand, when him and Eve partook of that fruit, there wasn't no cannons going off. There wasn't no bells and whistles that sounded. At that very moment, at that very specific time, sin came into the world and death by sin. And it's been that way ever since God created the heavens and the earth. And let me just say this too. You know, I, I don't know why I do it, but I still will turn on the TV and I'll still channel surf and I'll see different preachers. Why I do it to myself, I don't understand. Had this one fella, and I guess that's why God laid this message on my heart. One fella said that the devil is to blame for sin. Understand, yes, sin originated with the devil because he wanted to take God's place. Go to Isaiah and go to Ezekiel. He wasn't content. Okay? But the devil has nothing to do with sin. Sin came from Adam. A lot of folks don't get that. That's what this preacher was trying to say. And I'm going, where did he go to school? Or what Bible is he reading? Because that's not what Genesis chapter 1 says. God created the heavens and the earth. And then he formed man in his own image. And again, everything was perfect. And the only stipulation was, hey, that tree there in the middle, leave it alone. But look at what it says. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and the result of sin was what? Death. At that very moment, men began 
to die. Every man that has ever come after Adam has died. So I don't believe that. Well, turn to Genesis chapter 5 real quick. Genesis chapter 5. Share something with you. Genesis chapter 5, look at verse 5. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years. Woo, that's a long time, but what does it say? And he died. Seth, his son, <coughs> had Enos. All the days of Seth were 912 years. And he died. Enos lived 90 years and begat Canaan. And Enos lived and he begat Canaan 815 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enos were 905 years and he died. And if you continue to go down that chapter, you'll find everybody died. Because that was what happened. Sin, when it is finished, it brings forth death, according to James chapter 1. When it's finished. See, that is the penalty for our sin, death. And by the way, if you don't believe it, look around at the mortuary, mortuaries in the funeral home. Look at, around at the insurance that are waiting for you and I to die. Because their whole business is based upon the surety we are going to kick the bucket. Amen? So death is the penalty for our sin. But notice with me, go back to chapter 5 of Romans. Notice with me, death by sin. So death passed upon what? Some men, it says all men. Because we are sinners and we are sinners by our nature. We are born sinners. But I'm going to do one better than that. See, understand, theologians call it the original sin. And that's what it is. It happened in the garden through Adam. And because of it, you and I became sinners. You've heard the expression, the total depravity of man. What that simply means is, means is that man is just a sinner by nature. Understand this morning, beloved, that... Evil does not make you a sinner. You're a sinner because you're evil. Now that's kind of harsh. But that is the truth and that's the word of God. I, all right, I'll test you. Let's talk about me and you. We'll leave Adam alone for a minute. Has there ever been a time in your life that you've thought thoughts maybe you shouldn't have, that kind of tempted you to go places you shouldn't go, say things you shouldn't say, do things you shouldn't do, even though you know what the consequences are. There ever been a thought in your mind about, hey, if I do this, this is going to ruin my marriage. If I do this, this is going to cost me my job. 
if I do this, this is going to cost me my family. If I do this, this is going to cost me my relationship with the Lord and my church. If I do these things. And the sad thing is, even though the Holy Spirit, for those of us are saved, is there to tell us, hey, can't do that. Don't do that because this is the consequences for your actions. People still tend to go on and do what they want to do. Why? Because they were born as a sinner. And they're evil. You say, oh, that's kind of harsh. Let me share a scripture with you. We were in Psalm 59. Go to Psalm 58 a second. Share something with you. So you know that I'm not telling you something that's not true. Psalms 58. Would you look at verse 3 with me for a second? Psalm 58 3. Psalms 58 3, the Word of God declares, The wicked are estranged. From the womb, they go astray as soon as they be born, speaking lies. You say, well, preacher, what, what's he talking about there? You know them little babies that we just can't get enough of? Y'all are fixing to have a little one? Now, understand, they're precious, and we thank God. That's, that's God's love to us. He's showing his love. But understand... That little baby, after it comes out of the womb, is wicked. You say, that's harsh. It's the truth. When that baby comes out of the womb, that baby wants what it wants. And we have to teach them, don't we? Teach them how to take a bath, dress. Teach them how to tie their shoes. Teach them. And that's our responsibility. But understand, that child is going to grow up. And in the process of that growing up, that child is a sinner. And that child, what amazes me, already has the knowledge, something we don't have to teach them, is to be sinners. Because it's their nature. You see, understand, when Adam transgressed and disobeyed God and death was passed upon us because all men have sinned. Understand that very blood flowing through his veins tainted humanity. It, we talk about the COVID virus being bad. I'm going to tell you the worst virus there is, is the virus of sin. Because it is a fact, it does kill Physically and spiritually. Amen? So, again, this is what the Word of God says. Go back to chapter 5 of Romans. Notice what it says. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, and look at the last part of verse 12. All have sinned. 
Y'all get that? Sorry. I'm a sinner. You're a sinner. Every person that has followed Adam, process of time, born into the world, born sinners. And if you look at that verse, sinned, that word sin there is in the past tense. You know what that means? When Adam sinned, we sinned. You say, but I wasn't born then. <laughs> yeah. He was the father, or let's back up. He was the representative of man for God. He was over humanity. You say, no, God's over. Absolutely, God is over everything, but he placed Adam in the garden to be an example to humanity that would follow him. Did he mess up? Yes. So all of sin, past tense. When Adam sinned, we sinned. When Adam fell, we fell. I'll give you a good example. Adam's driving the bus of humanity. We're on the bus. Guess what? Adam went off the cliff. Well, we were on the bus with him. We went off the cliff also. Can y'all understand that? When Adam fell, we bruised our knees because we're sinners. And I don't care who you are. You can be highly educated. You can be highly popular. You can come from a rich family. You can be all things to all people in this world. And Oh, but you know what? I'm a sinner and so are you. That's what we have in common. Sin. Now, look at verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed where, when there is no law. You say, well, what does that mean? Well, first of all, it means this. Even though we know that the law was given to show us what sin is, to point us, so there's no excuse. But even before the law was given, every man, every woman, every child born after Adam, still born sinners. That's what he's talking about. You say, but it don't seem fair. Really? Hey, when God made Adam and put him in the garden, you would have thought, Adam would have, huh, I like this. And had Adam stayed away from the forbidden fruit, we wouldn't have to worry about sin. It ain't God you should be blaming. If you're going to blame anybody, blame Adam. But understand, you have no one to blame but yourself because even though you have his nature, you choose to sin. In fact, you can't help yourself. I can't help myself. Apart from the grace of God, if it wasn't for His grace, if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit, hey, I would be out there still doing what I was doing before I met the Savior. So, 
Look at verse 14. I'm going to get to where I'm trying to go. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned. Now, notice what the Bible says. Nevertheless, death reigned. First of all, the Bible says in Romans 6, 23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. So again, death is still reigning, but what we tend to forget is we think that death is just physical. No, there's three aspects to death that we deal with today. The first one is spiritual death. And what that means in simple layman's terms, being separated from God. When you and I are born into the world, we are born spiritually dead. If you don't believe me, read Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 1 and 2. You have he quickened who were dead in sins and trespasses. So, spiritual death. And then, of course, there is physical death. That's where these old bodies wear out and we die. And Beloved, if Jesus don't come back in your lifetime and mine, we are all going to die. You understand that, don't you? You say, well, I'm scared to death. Not if you know Jesus. In fact, can I share something with you? Go to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. John chapter 5. Jesus is speaking. Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that heareth my word... And believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life. And shall not come into condemnation but is passed from death to life. Those of us in Christ Jesus understand this morning. We may die. We may lay this physical body down. But listen we are going to live eternally forever. We don't have to worry about dying. But here is another death that everybody experiences that's not saved. That should worry you, lost person. And that is eternal death. The Word of God calls it the second death. It is when you are eternally separated from God in a place called hell where you burn and are tormented forever and forever. Lost person, that's what you will face if you die without Christ. But the good thing is, he said, He that believeth my 
word and receives me have passed from death unto life. That's a good deal, beloved. Now, notice something else. Go back to our text. We'll finish verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to what? Come. The first Adam, our father, we're all related to him. The first Adam failed big time. But the second Adam, the second Adam is nothing like the first Adam. You see, Adam gave us a gift. You know what that gift was? Sin. But the second coming in a figure like the first Adam, talking about Jesus Christ, our Savior, the second Adam has given us gifts. Amen? Gifts. You say, well, what are those gifts? Well, I'm glad you asked. Jump down to verse 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. What is the free gift? Salvation. That's gift one. For if through the offense of one many be dead, he's talking about Adam, much more the grace of God and the gift of what? Grace. That's God giving us something we don't deserve because we are sinners, but because God loves the world so much, he sent his son into the world to atone for our sins by grace, not because you and I deserve it. That's gift number two, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many, absolutely. And not as it was, but by one, that sin, so is the gift, for the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift of many offenses unto justification. Now, the gift of judgment is that Jesus on the cross took God's holy wrath upon himself. He took God's judgment from us upon himself. And then there's that judgment And that gift, I say judgment, that gift of justification. You see, because of what Jesus did to atone for our sins on the cross by literally laying his life down on the cross, when we, at the moment of being born again, receiving Christ as our Savior, we become justified in the eyes of the Father. In other words... He sees what Jesus did for us. and He declares us righteous. Therefore, we never have to worry about judgment and the penalty. And then look at this. 
For if by verse 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned over one much more, they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Now, as I said a moment ago, Adam gave us a gift, but it was a gift of sin. And because of it, we're separated from God. We owe a penalty for our sins, and we will one day have to face the wrath of God. But because God's love for us, he sent his son into the world, the second Adam came into the world to die to provide redemption for us who are lost and separated from God, and he brings with him five wonderful gifts. And by the way, five ain't the end of it. There's more gifts. That's just five that Paul mentions to the Romans there because he wants them to understand why Jesus came, why he preaches Jesus. You see, the Jews, having been taught the law, thought because of the law, it not only identified them nationally, but it also identified them as God's chosen people. And because they were Jewish and because they offered sacrifices and they kept the law, they thought they were in right standing with God and was still looking for the Messiah because they didn't believe Jesus was the Messiah. Jews today still don't believe. Now there are Messianic Jews that have recognized Jesus Christ as the Messiah. But there's a whole lot more Orthodox Jews that are still looking and still waiting for the Messiah to come. Paul wanted them to understand, again, that we fell, we're sinners, we're separated from God because of sin. But because of God's great love for us, Jesus, the Messiah, came into the world to tone for the world sins. And if you accept his atonement as your own by faith, you are forgiven, you, your sin debt is paid, and you're in good standing with God. You say it's too simple. It wasn't simple for Jesus. But yes, for us, pretty simple recognize yeah i'm a sinner i tell you what (laughs) i'm diseased i have a virus a deadly virus that i inherited from adam but here's the good news jesus christ came into the world to give himself a ransom for our sins and give us a blood transfusion We ain't got that old deadly blood anymore, those of us in Christ. We've got life that is truly in the blood. Lord's life. So, pretty simple. One gift or five, just right there in the next few verses. That's why paradise was lost. But when Jesus came... He replaced 
not a terrible time of tragedy, but he replaced the earth back to where it was supposed to be. And by the way, when he comes and the millennial reign begins after the great tribulation, he's going to come back to an earth that is going to be perfect because he reclaimed it with his blood. It's his. It's lock, stock, and barrel. Now, I'll close with this. Here's the question. Have you received the gift? If you haven't, you can. And I would advise you to do that. But if you refuse to accept God's gift of grace by faith, you can't blame Adam. You can't blame God. You can't blame the church and the Savior. You can't blame this old preacher. You have no one to blame but yourself. Because now you have the opportunity to receive the gift of salvation. But I'm here to tell you, one day that door will be closed. It'll be too late. So if you're here this morning, accept the Lord. And fess up, Lord, I am a sinner. What, you know what hindered me? For so long, I've often thought, why did it take, why are you so thick skull? Why did it take you so long to get saved? You know why? Because I never did recognize the fact that I was really that bad. I thought I was good as the next guy. Nope. I came out of mom's womb a sinner. Selfish. In need lost. You say, but that's such a sweet. They are sweet. But they are already born and prone to sin as soon as you bring them into the world. You ever lied as a child? Sure you have. Did you do that? Nope. Yeah. See, we all have a tendency to sin because it's our nature. Uh, you ever murdered someone? Well, no. You ever thought about it? Uh, you ever committed adultery? No. You ever thought about it? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. Some of you have probably thought about it this week. It's because we have that nature. You ever stolen anything? No. Have you ever thought about it? And I'll say it again. You ever lied? You've at least thought about it. So don't say I'm not a sinner. Because if you have those thoughts, that's just the nature coming out in you. Again, it's not evil that makes you a sinner. You're a sinner because you're evil. 
But the good news is God loves you anyways. And he proved it by sending his son into the world to die and atone for our sins. So I'm done. Here's the question. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to accept him or are you going to reject him? Because that's what it all boils down to. A choice. And it's a choice you got to make while you're breathing. So what will it be? Father, that's the message. Plain as it can be, Lord. Thank you. The Apostle Paul, in this letter he addressed to the Romans,